Chapter Twenty Seven of Bow Brocade by Baroness Emma Orksey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Jock Miggs' errand. Master Medichip had tried to utter one or two feeble protests, but Sir Humphrey had interrupted him emphatically. The rascal may hope to win his pardon through the Gascoigne influence by rendering her ladyship this service. Wherever he may be at this moment, I am quite sure that his eye is upon me and my doings. Mitichip shuddered and closed his eyes. He dared not peer into the dark scrub beside him and drew his horse in as close to Sir Humphreys as he could. If you're afraid, you lumbering old coward, added his honor, go back and leave me in peace. I'll arrange my own affairs as I think best. But the prospect of returning to Brassington alone, across this awful heath, sent Master Midichip into a renewed agony of terror. Though his noble patron seemed suddenly to have become uncanny in this inordinate lust for revenge, he preferred his honor's company to his own, and therefore made a violent effort to silence his worst fears. The moor just now was comparatively calm. The shouts of the hunters and the yelping of the hound had altogether ceased. Perhaps they had lost the scent. Another half-hour's silent ride brought them to the spur of the hill along the top of which ran the Worksworth Road, and as they left the steep declivity behind them, their ears were pleasantly tickled by the welcome and bucolic sound of the bleeding of sheep. Your friend the shepherd seems to be at his post, quoth Sir Humphrey with a sigh of satisfaction. They were close to the point where, on the previous night, Lady Patience's coach had come to a halt, and the next moment brought them in sight of the shepherd's hut, with the pen beyond it vaguely discernible in the gloom. Sir Humphrey gave the order to dismount. Master Midichip, feeling more dead than alive, had perforce to obey. They tied their horses loosely to a clump of blackthorn by the roadside, and then crept cautiously towards the hut. It suited their purpose well that the night was a dark one. The moon was not yet high in the heavens, and was still half-veiled by a thin film of fleecy clouds, leaving the whole vista of the moor wrapped in mysterious grey-blue semitones. "'You have brought the lanthorn,' whispered Sir Humphrey hurriedly. "'Yeah, yeah, yeah, yes, your honor,' stammered Midichip. "'Then quicks the word,' said his honor, pointing to a thick clump of gorse and bramble quite close to the shed. "'The letters are in the very center of that clump, and only just below the surface. Do you creep in there and get them?' 
there was nothing for master midichip to do but to obey and that with as much alacrity as his terror would allow his teeth were chattering in his head and his hands were trembling so violently that he was some time in striking a light for the lanthorn sir humphrey suppressed an oath of angry impatience lud preserve me murmured the poor attorney if that highwayman should come upon me whilst i am engaged in the task you you'll not leave me sir humphrey i'll lay my stick across your cowardly shoulders if you don't hurry was his honour's only comment he watched midichip crawling on his hands and knees underneath the bramble and his deep stertorous breathing testified to the anxiety which was raging within him a few moments of intense suspense and then master midichip reappeared from beneath the scrub covered with wet earth still trembling but holding the packet of letters triumphantly in his hand sir humphrey snatched it from him quick find the shepherd now don't waste time he whispered pushing the cowering attorney roughly before him one feels as if every blade of grass had a pair of ears on this damned heath he muttered under his breath jock meggs the shepherd had counted over his sheep closed the gate of the pen and was just turning into the hut for the night when he was hailed by master midichip shepherd hey shepherd mids looked about him vaguely astonished since his adventure of the previous night when he had been made to play a tune for mad folks to dance to he felt that nothing would seriously surprise him when therefore he felt himself seized by the arm without more ado and dragged into the darkest corner of the hut he did not even protest did you wish to speak with me sir he asked plaintively rubbing his arm for sir humphrey's impatient grip had been very strong and hard yes said the latter speaking in a rapid whisper here's master midichip attorney-at-law whom you know well eh ay ay murmured jock meggs pulling at his forelock the sheep belong to his honour i believe exactly meggs interposed master midichip spurred to activity by a vigorous kick from sir humphrey and i have come out here on purpose to see you for it is very important that you should go at once on to worksworth for me with a packet and a note for master duffy my clerk what now this time of night quoth jock vaguely ay ay miggs you are not afraid are you sir humphrey had taken up his stand outside the hut leaving midichip to arrange this matter with the shepherd he had leaned his powerful frame against the wall of the shed and was grasping his heavily weighted riding crop ready and alert in case of attack the darkness round him at this moment was intense and his sharp eyes vainly tried to pierce the gloom which seemed to be closing in upon him 
but his ears were keenly alive to every sound which came to him out of the blackness of the night and all the while he tried not to lose one word of the conversation between mitichip and the shepherd that's true jock the attorney was saying well then if you'll go to worksworth for me now at once there'll be a guinea for you a guinea came in bewildered accents from the worthy shepherd lordy lordy but these be mazing times all i want you to do jock is to take a packet for me to my house in fulsome street you understand but here there was a pause miggs was evidently hesitating well queried mitichip i'm thinking sir what how can i go on your errand when i've got to guard this ere sheep for you oh damn the sheep quoth master mitichip emphatically well sir if you be satisfied you know my house at worksworth ay ay sir i'll give you a packet you are to take it to worksworth now at once and to give it to my clerk master duffy at my house in fulsom street you are quite sure you understand i dunno as i do quoth jock vaguely but with an impatient oath sir humphrey turned into the hut matters were progressing much too slowly for his impatient temperament he pushed mitichip aside and said peremptorily look here shepherd you want to earn a guinea don't you ay sir that i do well here's the packet and here's a letter for master duffy at master mitichip's house in fulsom street when master duffy has the packet and reads the letter he will give you a guinea is that clear and he handed the packet of letters and also a small note to jock miggs who seemed to have done with hesitation for he took them with alacrity oh ay that's clear enough he said tis writ in this paper that i'm to get the guinea in master mitichip's own hand but mind no gossiping and no loitering you must get to worksworth before cockcrow jock meggs slipped the packet and the note into the pocket of his smock the matter of the guinea having been satisfactorily explained to him he was quite ready to start noah for sure he said patting the papers affectionately mum's the word i'll do your bidding sir and the papers will be safe with me seeing it's writ on them that i'm to get a guinea exactly so you mustn't lose them you know no noah i bain't afeard of that nor of the highwaymen and bow brocade wouldn't touch the loiks of me bless em but lordy lordy these be mazing times already sir humphrey was pushing him impatiently out of the hut and here added his honour pressing a piece of money into the shepherd's hand here's a half-crown to keep you on the go thank ye sir and if you think the sheep will be all right oh hang the sheep all right sir if master mitichip be satisfied and i'll leave the dog to look after the sheep
he took up his long knotted stick and still shaking his head and muttering lordy lordy the worthy shepherd slowly began to wend his way along the footpath which from this point leads straight to worksworth sir humphrey watched the quaint wizened figure for a few seconds until it disappeared in the gloom then he listened for a while all round him the heath was silent and at peace the plaintive bleating of the sheep in the pen added a note of subdued melancholy to the vast and impressive stillness only from far there came the weird echo of hound and men on the hunt his honour swore a round oath zounds he muttered the rogue must be hard pressed and he's not like to give us further trouble even if he come on us now eh you old scarecrow the letters are safe at last what lad preserve me sighed the attorney but i hope so back to brassington then quoth sir humphrey lustily bow brocade can attack us now eh ha 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 he laughed in his wonted boisterous way methinks we have outwitted that gallant highwayman after all for sure sir humphrey echoed midichip who was meekly following his honour's lead across the road to where their horses were in readiness for them as for my lady patience ha said his honour jovially her brother's life is well in my hands to save or to destroy according as she will frown on me or smile but meseems her ladyship will have to smile eh he laughed pleasantly for he was in exceedingly good temper just now as for that chivalrous bow brocade he added as he hoisted himself into the saddle he shall and i mistake not dangle on a gibbet before another nightfall hark he added as the yelping of the bloodhound once more woke the silent moor with its eerie echo midichip's scanty locks literally stood up beneath his bobtail wig even sir humphrey could not altogether repress a shudder as he listened to the shouts the cries the snarls which were rapidly drawing nearer we should have waited to be in at the death he said with enforced gaiety meseems our fox is being run to earth at last he tried to laugh but his laughter sounded eerie and unnatural and suddenly it was interrupted by the loud report of a pistol-shot followed by what seemed like prolonged yells of triumph master midichip could bear it no longer with the desperation of intense and unreasoning terror he dug his spurs into his horse's flanks and like a madman galloped at breakneck speed down the hillside into the valley below sir humphrey followed more leisurely he had gained his end and was satisfied End of chapter twenty seven